Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 167 of Take Him With You for April 15th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And it's tax day. Well, almost. What do you mean? Well, because usually it's April 15th, but, but because April 15th is on a Sunday this year, you have two extra days. So if you haven't done your taxes yet... If you live you in the have, United States. Yeah, you have till, like, is it midnight on the 17th to post-date your well, that's a tax return. So you have, you have two more days. If you haven't done them yet, hurry up and get them in. Okay, today on the program, we are going to have a great time... We are in chapter 50 of Genesis, talking about Joseph's life, and we're going to talk all about what his brothers did at the very end after their father died. Very interesting subject that that affects us all, and that is, do we get revenge on the people that hurt us? What do we do about that? Here we are, ladies and gents, friends, family, co-workers, lend me your ear. We are here at the uh, Take Him With You podcast, and if you notice, you can't hear this hum anymore because I got a new mic cord. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. It is quieter. Yeah, all you hear now is the hiss of the computers, and that's it. And pretty soon it'll be even quieter than that when I uh, earn enough money to buy my new soundproofing curtains that Jen told me about. Yeah, that's going to be... I I have mixed feelings about it, though. Mixed feelings about what? The soundproofing curtains. Why? Why would you have mixed feelings about a curtain? Well, right now, the room that you use as a studio, formerly our garage, then turned family room slash school room, now it is a music studio. It still has the original lacy white curtains that I put up. And um, you want to replace them with ugly packing blankets. Okay, well, it's not... Okay, I don't want to, but I have to because... Yeah, I the, understand. I'm doing more and more professional voiceovers. And unfortunately, we have a neighborhood that, especially during the spring and summer, mm-hmm. is super loud because there's some kids that live next door that play out on the street here. And uh, mm-hmm. we have a... A, a nice little, not a cul-de-sac, I wouldn't call it, but we do have a yeah, lane. We're on a dead-end street. There's yeah. It's just a little lane with five houses on it. And so it's perfect to play, you know, ride bikes and scooters and roller. Yeah, play football and all this mm-hmm. jazz. So we get screaming maniacal, ki- maniacal? I don't even know if that's a word. But screaming kids all summer long. Mm-hmm. And, and they already started. And they scream 
A oh, lot. Gosh. A lot. And, and the dogs the bark, dogs, and then the yeah. neighbors mow their lawn, and people chop down trees, and... So that is going to require some soundproofing. Well, okay. What Jen, yeah, what Jen found was this Mm -hmm. really cool thing for a lot less money than building a booth, Mm -hmm. which I really didn't want to do in at least in in the house we're in now. Uh, Maybe if we move, I would build a complete studio just from scratch that way, and then it'd be a lot easier. But in this particular situation, it's a little less. I mean, it costs quite a bit to build a booth. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, lo and behold, somebody figured out. That if you put the fire retardant uh, material inside of a moving blanket, mm-hmm. it deadens the sound so you can hang the blankets on the wall and on the window and build a booth out of them, mm-hmm. sit inside of it, and you have a nice soundproof booth that you can do all your voiceovers and singing and all that jazz in and uh, mm-hmm. avoid the, the sounds of outside. So, um, And relatively cheap, we can do the whole studio for 150 bucks. Yeah. Whereas it would have cost at least a thousand dollars to build the booth with so, insulation and everything. Thank and then, you, Jen. And then that still wouldn't solve the problem of of the windows, really. Yeah, it does. It absolutely solves the problem. Well, no, of windows. if we built a booth. Well, that's true. Because you get the sound behind you off, but we still have these windows that we'd have to deal with, and yeah. we'd have to figure out something to do. So. Yeah, it may be kind of tacky if you pull up to our house and you see these moving blankets. Well, hopefully we'll windows, hopefully but... you can help me figure out a way where we can roll them up or slide them sideways so that you know they're just bunched up into different parts of the room when I'm not recording. Yeah, I actually <coughs> have some giant bike hooks <laughs> that I think would work for that. So, then we'll have bike hooks. And moving blankets in our Welcome to our house. <laughs> we're nothing it's what you but creative. <laughs> well, you know, it's what you do. Hey, we'll be right back and we'll talk about what we're going to do on the show today. Uh, because we are going to talk about a very important subject that affects every single one of us at one time or another in our life. So stick around. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time, but more importantly we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. That's my uh, good friend Billy Bob 476 otherwise aka, otherwise known as, um, Joe from Canada. You know what, what his podcast reminded me of? What? Back in the late 80s, yeah, I remember you and the Miller boys, which yes. aren't boys anymore. No, they're men. They, they have teenagers now, yeah. but they're men now, but they were boys then, and um, you would get together with them every Sunday afternoon after church and play, and Space, play Quest. Space Quest, yeah. which was a it was a DOS based game. Wasn't yeah, it? he. I hope he does a whole show on the Space Quest um, series. I'm mm-hmm. sure he will. I just got done listening. His latest one is all about Wing Commander, which was a. Re- I never actually got to play that game, but I did watch people play it. It was pretty cool. 
And we had a really fun discussion, or he had a fun discussion, talking about um, sound blasters and the days when, um, well, we we had this hilarious chat back and forth on iMessage um, about the fact that we thought, you know, two two megs of RAM or four megs of RAM was huge. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now we're using 8, 12, 16 gigs of RAM. I remember when we bought a brand new Packard Bell computer. The Packard Bell 486DX. And it had 66. 4 megs of RAM. And it we did. thought, wow. we'll never use all that. I know. <laughs> and, a, and it had a, um, what was it, 2400 baud modem. Wow. And I probably have, how many gigs do I have on my phone? You have uh, 16, I think, on yours. 16 gigabytes. And I don't know how many megabytes that would be, but a lot. I mean, because isn't a gig like a thousand megs or something? Oh, or? gosh. Don't get me started I mean, on that. I can't I, remember how it goes. I am horrible with that. All that to say, his podcast is a blast. If, you, if, you, if you're interested in that, the nostalgic games like that, take a listen. If you lived through it, you really just listen to it anyway because it's really cool to hear. And you, it's got all sorts of really cool facts and figures in it. And uh, Joe does a great job talking about it. Really, really enjoy his brand new podcast. So check it out at umbcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we, what's been going on around our house? You, uh, you've been busy. I've been very, very busy. Yesterday I worked, well, not yesterday because we're putting this up probably sunday but um we're actually putting it out yesterday would be correct in your terms okay but friday i ended up working a nine hour day not including drive time um did a lot of um yard work and stuff for my mom's best friend that they've been friends forever since they were little kids and they're in their and 80s friends now. are friends forever it, if the lord's the lord of them oh sorry thank you michael um, so, and a friend will not say never. So I guess you're done listening to what I've done this week. No, what have you done? No. What? No. So tell us what you did for the friend. Oh well, she she's a friend. You know, she's in her 80s, like my mom. And she said to me a while ago, she said, "Would you consider coming over and planting a few geraniums for me?" Um, her husband used to do that, but he has some you know alzheimer's now and he doesn't remember how to garden like he used to so i said oh sure sure well i show up and i was picturing you know a half dozen plants because she had some planters around her house boxes right well (laughs) what'd you get she had over five flats of geraniums and each flat has six plants and then there was an extra one. So <laughs> so I, I planted 31 geraniums. And, and it wasn't just in pots either. So, I mean, some of the pots, if you do gardening, you have to replace, you know, at least a third of the dirt. So you take off the top part and, and make a nice big hole. And then you put in some fresh soil. And so, you know, that's a little work. But the, the biggest part of work was... There's this whole hillside yeah, um, that had to be weeded first okay, and then um, planted. Oh, so you had to so, weed a bunch. 
Yeah, that was the hardest work is, you know, digging up the ground and cultivating it, weeding it. Got it. And then, so it was a, a pretty good job, but I had a, a good time. I had my, my earphones and my my iPhone and listened to some podcasts while I was working. And it was sunny, Washington State, and it was sunny. It was beautiful. It was a good 70 degrees. <coughs> it was nice yesterday. It was beautiful. I like that. And I'm hoping as soon as we're done with the podcast, guess what I'm going to do? You're going to be gardening. I am. I'm going to put on my my pink and white flowered boots. And I'm going to go in the backyard and I'm going to finish weed whacking the backyard. Oh, okay. And then I am going to plant potatoes. Wow. And I'm going to probably plant some little um, pansies oh, in our flower very boxes. Very nice, very nice. Yes, I've got Don't lots be of such gardening a pansy. to do. I've got lots of gardening to do. Well, I did a video of some of our gardening stuff. Uh-huh. And people can see it over at youtube.com forward slash Rick Moyer 777. They can see our pretty purple tulips that I didn't even know were blooming until I looked at your Facebook page. Here they are at my house and I didn't even aren't, know. Aren't you glad that I post pictures of the flowers I planted on Facebook? Well, I had shown the pink ones and the red ones. <laughs> And we've got, you know, daffodils and stuff up because it's spring. But the uh, the purple ones, I asked you, where are the purple ones we had last year? And you said, well, they're blooming right over there. And I look over, and they're in these pots in the front of my studio. And that I can't see That I can't see from the window. there's a wall in between. So here yeah. they were, beautiful yeah. purple tulips. So I had my young, strapping young son pick up the big containers full of tulips and bring them onto the porch so i can see them now and took pictures of them but i took a video and showed off our cool flowering tree what what's the name of the tree in our front yard do you know what tree kind of is um it's some kind of weeping tree mock cherry or something yeah it keeps me up at night because it cries so loud mocking no weeping weeping cherry oh well it's beautiful right now mm -hmm. with these pink blossoms so i took pictures of that on the video and then i showed our tulips and then i showed our um what else did i oh i showed where our apple tree starting to bloom we thought it died but it came back to life which is nice and i showed our joseph coat rose bush which has now got little buds on it i can't wait there's me so pretty mm -hmm. so uh, you know i never thought i would get into gardening and flowers but uh I kind of just like watching them. I don't really like weeding a lot. Yeah, I've noticed that. Have Have you ever done weeding since we got married? Well, it's kind of like, you know, I like cooking, but I really don't like cleaning up. I've and I like that. planting seeds and taking pictures of the flowers, but I really don't like weeding. I've noticed that. I don't mind watering. It's fun. Yeah. Hey, I got, to, um, I got to finish up some jingles this last week. And I had my first uh, meeting with Stefan and the Martian Creative team meds and sarah and i and uh -huh. and stefan all met and on skype uh, one was in australia one in england one in i, I think sarah lives in new jersey somewhere back on the east coast mm -hmm. and he me here in aberdeen washington and we went through the new special script that's coming out uh that we're doing an audio drama to that is just awesome it's a brand called through the mouse hole and it's really, really good. It's really sci-fi and really cool. And I'm doing the music and the editing on this particular project. So it was a lot of fun to go through the script and hear uh, our our new narrator do some uh, narrating of the of the uh, story. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good. Sarah's going to be great. I I really like Sarah. She's she's wonderful. 
She's a sweetie. And a great narrator. Great cool. voiceover artist. So I'm very impressed with her. So mm-hmm. that's going to be really fun. So I got to um, think, I'm thinking right now about all the songs that I have to write for that, which is quite a quite a few. And then, of course, I, I did some other fun things like um, like this one. What did you think? What was that for? Well, I was asked by Jen and Angela to do some Harry Potter um, bumpers. It sounds like the theme from Harry Potter. Okay. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, that's fun. That's on the iPad. Can you believe that? That's amazing you can do that with a little machine in your hands. Mm-hmm. I used to be able to do that with regular instruments, but now it's so much easier to do it with that. So I got to do that. And I like it because it takes up a lot less room and you can do oh, it with headphones on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can do that with headphones on. With, oh. When you had an acoustic drum set. Yeah, I you, couldn't do that. Yeah. Just make it the house just, shake. Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing was I did get a, a little response from one of the talent agencies that I sent my materials off to. And of course, it was only to say that they got my stuff and they were looking at it. And if they could help me, they'd or they would you. get a hold of me. I haven't got a phone call yet, so we will see, I but guess. But at least you know they they opened it up and looked at it some. That's kind of nice. Which is nice. a really good thing. So mm-hmm. now the the rest of the weekend should be a lot of fun. We'll have to talk about it on the next podcast, but we are headed up to meet our good friend Shirley who is uh lives in Canada. She is coming down to the states and we are going up to meet her in a little town called La Connor. It's by Mount Vernon. By Mount Vernon and they have uh this be- they have fields and fields of tulips this time of year and they have a thing called the Tulip Festival and we are going to uh, see the Philip, the Philip, the tulip fields, and so that should be a lot of fun. Not only that, we haven't seen Shirley in many, many years, and it'll be really cool to see her again. So, we're gonna head up on Sunday night, and then uh, meet the uh, meet her and her friend on Monday. And I'm gonna take lots of pictures for everybody to see the beautiful tulips. Sound good? It sounds wonderful. I might take some pictures too. Yeah, that'd be awesome but with not, your iPhone. Yeah, I'll just use my phone. I the don't. Phone, just use that's a fantastic camera on that yeah. phone. Yeah, well, you know, you get you get really fancy, and I like kind of point and click kind of things. Yeah, I like simple things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we will be back in just a moment. We're going to jump right into our subject for the day. Do we get revenge on people that have hurt us? How do we handle that? Do, is it easy to leave it in God's hands, or should we even do that? Stick around. Come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe. Also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206-984-1450. 
1-800-242-1046. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. I have to say that um, I I'm I don't know if you realize this, Amy, but I talk to Wayne almost every day now. Um, Did you I know knew that? you talked to him sometime, like almost on every day, message mm-hmm. thingy or something <coughs> like that. Yeah, and he's just really becoming a really cool friend of mine, and I really enjoy talking to him. We have a lot of the similar interests, and of course, the voice he does voiceovers as well. Obviously, from his voice, you can tell that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's just fabulous. But what what a great friend! And now we've been laughing so hard because we're playing this brand new game that's out on the iPad and the Android phone called uh, Drossom. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was something. It's called Drossom. Oh, okay. I thought it was draw free Like awesome, but Drossom. Oh, okay. I've I've been playing it a little bit. Not as much as you've been playing it. It's really fun. It's like doing um, Pictionary. Yeah, and I love Pictionary. We used to play that all, all the time. All the time, yeah. And I'm I'm really enjoying it because I'm buying more as I get play more people, then you get coins and then you can buy more colors to do it. And I found my my iPad stylus, so I'm able to draw cartoons again, and I haven't done that in a long time, so it's been a lot of fun. I think it's why you like the game a lot more than I do cuz I only play it on my phone. So I don't have as big a yeah. canvas and I'm just Wayne using was saying my that finger. too. He's, he wants to install it on his iPad because Right now, he does it on his phone, and and he feels like he yeah. was saying, "Oh, this is just not, you know, it's so much easier on the iPad." And yeah, because it have looks a great like time. I'm a, a five year old drawing, <laughs> you know, because it's not as very good. And you're drawing with your finger, and yeah, it's one of my friends, uh, Darren, my friend Darren, uh, who is just awesome. We've had him on the podcast before. We need to have Wayne. Wayne, you need to be on our podcast. We need That'd to figure be that fun. out. Skyping let's, let's with talk. Wayne. Yeah, let's t- Skyping with Wayne on the Take Him With You podcast. Hey Wayne, you want to be on next week's podcast? Yeah, let's figure that them. out. And, Wouldn't that be fun? Um, I'm going to be embarrassed though. Maybe it should just be you and Wayne because why, why I, would you be I embarrassed? Still, I'm still not sure if he's forgiving me for thinking that he um, messed up his podcast up when his you podcast. put the earphones in upside down. <laughs> I'm going, boy, why does his podcast? I would think it sounded better, and then I realized that earphones were in backwards. You put earbuds in backwards. I don't, I don't know, know if anybody has ever done that. that. Except well, you. I had gloves on. You got it. Is, I was okay. mowing a lawn. I had this gloves is coming, on. <laughs> this is coming from the same lady that when we were walking through the grocery store <laughs> saw a package of drumettes, uh-huh. you know, off of the wings of chickens. The little wing, you know, they're called drumettes because they look like little drumsticks. And you looked at them and said, oh, that's just so mean that they butchered all those little chickens. And you thought they were legs. <laughs> You know, what do you call chicken legs? You call them drum drumsticks, don't you? Yeah. And so I thought drum. So why did they call those from, wingettes, right? Yeah, I thought right. they were just from short little chickens, like from Cornish hens or something, or the drumettes. <laughs> uh, you got to understand. I oh. I would be very happy, pretty much, to be a vegetarian. Ugh. I'm not into like killing animals as much as I'm not as much a carnivore. Oh yeah, like I'm are. into killing animals. You know me. Well, you're more of a carnivore. I don't like killing animals, for goodness sakes. But you're more of a carnivore than I am. I like eating animals. Yeah. That's, but I would never eat my dog. you got to realize they have to kill the animals for you to eat the animals. So, Not if I don't, if I pretend. 
I was but putting my hands, my fingers in my ears. It would be hard for you to be a vegetarian, though, because you It would be like... hard for me to be in a slaughterhouse. I could never do it. Yeah. I love animals too much. But and you eat them. Well, I love them so much, I'll eat them, yes. <laughs> Not if they're but, my pet. I wouldn't want to eat my pet. You don't like beans, and I think it would be the hard. The magical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. I think it would be hard to be a healthy vegetarian if you didn't eat beans, because that's where a lot of your protein comes okay. from that's like a good protein source. So. All right. Yeah. So anyway, how did we get on that? So Wayne, oh, we were ta- Wayne, Wayne, so, be on our podcast next week. Let's see if we so can. Maybe you should actually message him just in case he doesn't <coughs> listen to our podcast. Usually he listens. To he listens Sunday every week morning, and, yeah. and tells me what he thinks, which is really That's cool. Really Thank sweet. you, Wayne. Yeah, I listen to yours every week as well. Whatever you put out, I listen to, except for the Packers fan podcast. Yeah, I was going. Do you listen to the Packers? Okay, since you're not really into all football. right. I have listened to it, but it didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> it probably make more sense to me than yeah. it does. To I, so I'm sorry, Wayne, uh, but I do think you're awesome, and I love your podcast, and I love what you do because you're creative We're, and cool. You know, talking about drumsticks. Uh huh. What about okay I, transition? I just think that it's really odd that you were an award-winning drum major in high school. Why is that yet, odd? Because you played at all the football games, and yet you do not have a clue about football, other than you had to make. You I knew to, when they got a touchdown because we had to play the fight song. Da, yeah. da, 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 so you understand the touchdown, but I'll try talking to you about first down, second down, third down. Doesn't make any down. sense to me. Field goals, you know. Well, you, I know what a field you, goal is. Okay, but but a lot of times you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had three brothers that played football. Well, actually, yeah. two brothers that played football. Well, but we got on a tangent here. So okay. So that was, you know, my brain working from drumsticks Media, to... MediaVoiceovers.com mm-hmm. is, is Wayne's uh, podcast, or podcast and all sorts of other things you can get there. He's got all sorts of cool stuff there. Go check it out. Wayne, thanks for being a cool friend. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, we were going to jump right into our... Okay. Go ahead, Okay. Dear. Now, so, okay. So, hold on. We'll be right back. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. I finally, um, I listened to their um, podcast on Stitcher quite a bit. Um, I've, I've really been using Stitcher. for. I re- really recommend to all the podcasters out there to join the Stitcher radio um, program. It's just fantastic. 
And the reason it is is because, see, what you do is you plug in your favorite podcast into Stitcher Radio on your iPod or on your iPad, and then you can stream your favorite podcasts. And when your favorite podcast gets done, it plays the next favorite podcast, shows you where you left off, and it doesn't put anything on your hard drive. So your iPhone is free of clutter. You don't have a bunch of memory being uh, held up. You just stream it over Stitcher Radio. Really, really cool. And we have ours on there. You can find us on Take Him With You. Just search for Take Him With You podcast on the Stitcher Radio Network. And it's Stitcher. S-T-I-S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R dot com, I believe. What was neat is when I signed up for it, it went and looked at the people. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. There you go. Um, When I signed up for it, it went and looked at the ones I was already subscribed to on iTunes. Cool. So I have the Fringe Casting mm-hmm. with Wayne and Dan. And you have I have Taken ta- with You. I have Tales from, from the, the Mouse, Mouse House. House and the One Year um, Daily Audio Bible. Yeah. And it's just on there. It's awesome because it does. It searches through all your stuff that you have and then puts uh, puts whoever is actually registered with them. And I love it. I just and really I, love I it. I do have some other podcasts I still have to go to iTunes for because they aren't registered with Stitcher Radio yet. Well, it was Al that turned me on to them. He said, mm-hmm. you, you need to be on this. because." And then the convenience of doing it is that I listen on several different things throughout the day. So I might listen to my computer for a while. Then I listen on my iPad for a bit when I'm having lunch. And then I put it on my iPhone later. But see, I don't have to put them on all everything now. I just yeah. go back to the application so it's, Stitcher. It's kind of like it's on the cloud. It is on the yeah. cloud. That's what it so, is. Yeah. And so it's very cool. So look for taking with you and download the Stitcher app today and uh, listen to us and our friends because we all have fun podcasts for you to listen to like Alan Joyce's Tales from the Mouse House. Plus, I just got done listening to their uh, really cool one about the Amazing Race, which was on again. And uh, yeah, good stuff. It's called the Fast Forward Amazing Race Podcast with Alan Joyce. Okay, so now let's get to our subject today. This is a. Re- By the way, thank you everybody who gave us um, kudos and talked to us a bit about the Easter broadcast last week we got some really nice emails from some folks and we want to say thank you for those very encouraging and we did a real laid back easter special it wasn't anything spectacular over the top but i thought that what we got to talk about was really i don't know there was just a lot of good stuff on it don't you think yeah i we got a lot of compliments on um I think he's saying, oh, the wonderful cross or the wondrous uh-huh. cross. And, oh, the wonderful cross. Yeah. And um, our friend Jen really liked that. That was sweet. That was cool. And that was, by the way, thanks, Jen, for the very encouraging email. It really, really helps us. I got another good encouraging um, email. What? I'm sorry. Our dog, Catherine, must have just got back from the park. She took the dog to the park to play Frisbee All right. with a bunch of neighbor kids and Jade just came in here wiggling, wiggling, wiggling because she's so excited to be home. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you to Jamie. Uh, I, I think it's – how do we say her last name? Is it Todd Hunter? Something like Something that. like that. Anyway, thank you. It's her birthday today, by the way. Did you know that? Happy birthday, Happy Jamie. Happy birthday, Jamie. But she um, she got to listen to the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast that I did when I filled in for Rico and wrote a very encouraging email. And so thank you for that. 
um, got some nice stuff from Tim and my friend Jeff and other different people that that write in and, and tell us you know what they think about the podcast very very helpful for us mm-hmm. because it keeps us going forward and and we really really appreciate it more than you can ever ever imagine it is really encouraging you know cuz we have to take a good part of our saturday to um do the podcast so it's really nice to get feedback it, it is. helps us keep going it is so you can always get a hold of us rick at takehimwithyou.com or Amy at takehimwithyou.com. That is correct. And you can visit our website at takehimwithyou.com. Okay, let's get into the subject for the day. they make or an action they do to us we get hurt once in a while in life don't we yeah it i think it's inevitable that it will happen at least once to everyone if not dozens of times yes (laughs) well and then the key then i guess is trying to get past those things because uh, the fact is that a lot of times somebody might hurt us and they'll go on hurting us even after they've forgotten about it and they're going on with their life, we can rehearse things and still continue to be hurt by people that have messed us over. And I'll tell you what, that is a, I never really understood that until we had some pretty major bad stuff happen to us. And then it was like, oh, well, this is a whole lot different now. This whole thing about forgiveness and and moving on with life, it's all easy to say, but it's another thing to try and live, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, the inspiration that we've been going on have, has been in the book of Genesis, reading about a guy named Joseph. Now, Joseph, as if you've listened to any of the podcasts uh, that we've been doing on his life, you know that he's had some major bad things happen to him over his lifetime. Mm-hmm. He's He was sold into slavery, beat up by his brothers, made mocked and made fun of. He, um, he was a accused falsely, thrown in prison. He has had all sorts of forgotten to, to rot in prison. And and then all of a sudden, things start to turn around, and now he's second in command of Egypt. He's a big, huge, powerful ruler. He's saving the country from famine because God gave him interpretations of dreams for the Pharaoh. Um, he's a very smart and very wise man who is using the things that God has given him to bless other people and to uh, bless his boss, the Pharaoh. And we have come to the point in the story where Joseph uh, is in command of Egypt at this point because he has a plan. Uh, While they're in famine, he has kept back a bunch of grain 
and they did a bunch of stored up a bunch of food for the whole region and people come and they're buying food from Egypt and he's the one selling the stuff well lo and behold one day when he goes to uh, sell some stuff he looks out and he sees his brothers they've come they're starving and they've come to get grain and he sees them for the first time these are the guys they don't recognize him he knows who they are but he doesn't recognize them or they don't recognize him mm-hmm. and so a big interesting thing happens where Joseph goes through some emotional turmoil again because all of a sudden he's face to face with those that sold him into slavery and his own flesh and blood. Well, a series of things happen. Um, you'd have to read it for yourself. It's in chapter 47, 48, 49, around there, 46 of Genesis. And you can read all about the different things that happened. But suffice it to say, finally, he reveals who he is to them. They all hug and, and you know, they. I mean, at first they're scared to death he's going to kill them. But then he says, no, no, no. What what you meant for harm, God meant for good. And he actually, go figure, he actually seems like he forgives them mm-hmm. from what they've done. And then he blesses them by having his father and, and the whole family move um, into uh, Egypt. And he takes care of them and feeds them and... Uh, you know, things get be- way better for the jo- Joseph and his family. Now, we're going to pick up now in a, in a certain spot because even though he's forgiven them, there's still some distrust and still some, some issues with his family because they're scared that when their father died of God, apparently, in the mercy of God in their lives, and so they're really nervous. And so that's where we're going to pick it up today. Very interesting part of scripture which we will tie into our own lives and what it means to us here in this day and age it's very relevant for where we're at and very very pertinent to learn some wisdom from joseph's life so are you ready i'm ready okay so we're in in chapter 50 of genesis and i'm gonna let me see where should i start at i think i'll just start right at verse number one and here we go Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph told the physicians who served him to embalm his father's body. So Jacob was embalmed. The embalming process took the usual 40 days, and the Egyptians mourned his death for 70 days. So this is, we're picking up right after his dad, his father, passes away. Mm-hmm. When the period of mourning was over, Joseph approached Pharaoh's advisors and said, Please do me this favor and speak to Pharaoh on my behalf. Tell him that my father made me swear an oath. He said to me, Listen, I am about to die. Take my body back to the land of Canaan and bury me in the tomb I prepared for myself. So please allow me to go and bury my father. After his burial, I will return without delay. So Pharaoh agreed to Joseph's request. Go and bury your father as he made you promise, he said. So Joseph went up to bury his father. He was accompanied by all of the Pharaoh's officials, all the senior members of Pharaoh's household, and all the senior officers of Egypt. (laughs) Now, see, I didn't remember that. Yeah, it. I remember that really struck me, too, when I went through that before. It's just like, wow, you know, this is... He was an important guy. Yeah, it, it was like, even though his father wasn't a leader in Egypt, um... Because he was a second in command, they basically gave him a fancy state 
kind of burial and burial. procession. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but it, it goes on to say Jason, jo- Joseph, Joseph also took his entire household and his brothers and their households, but they left their little children and flocks and herds in the land of Goshen. A great number of chariots and charioteers accompanied Joseph. This is very interesting. When they arrived at the threshing floor of Atad near the Jordan River, they held a very great and solemn memorial service with a seven-day period of mourning for Joseph's father. The local residents, the Canaanites, watched them mourning at the threshing floor of Atad. Then they renamed that place, which is near the Jordan, Abel Miserium, for they said, this is a place of deep mourning for these Egyptians. So Jacob's sons did as he had commanded them. They carried his body to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machapala near Mamre. Interesting words. This is the cave that Abraham had bought as a permanent burial site from Ephron the Hittite. After burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. So they sent message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did for you to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God, of your father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received this message, he broke down and wept. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intend to har- You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So we reassured them by speaking kindly to them. Isn't that interesting? Uh, You know, I really think that was a very mature perspective that Joseph had, a very spiritual perspective, too, that he realized that even though bad things... um, were done to him. Were done to him. Mean, mean things. Um, that if he hadn't have gone on that path, that he wouldn't have been the person that he needed to be in the place he needed to be to fulfill God's will in his life and to be able to help many people. It wasn't an easy path. It wasn't a fun path. But he needed to go there in order to help a lot help save his people and the Egyptian people and it I I just think that that takes a lot of maturity not to hold it against his brothers and I I don't think he always felt that way but it was good that he eventually was able to forgive them and realize that even though they were mean God allowed them to be mean to get him where he needed to be well do you you remember when they were in the chamber with him and they were trying to buy the food and he he revealed himself to them and said hey i'm your i'm your brother and they were all freaking out but he mm-hmm. said don't don't be afraid don't freak out because what you meant for harm god meant for good he said that then too 
So he'd been thinking about this for a long time. And and I think that shows that you're right. I think it shows maturity. I think it shows character. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows a man that was submitted to God. He 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 cared enough about what God said that it was more important than what he felt. Now, that's difficult. I... And I don't think I'm there. I, you know, I, I was thinking this very this story is so so real and relevant to my life, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do if the guys that messed me over so bad at the church came and and uh, you know if if they realized what they had done was wrong to me and they admitted it, I don't know what I would do. I would hope that I'd be like Joseph and say, you know what, guys. Uh, what God, what you meant for harm, God meant for good, and I wouldn't be where I'm at, and I wouldn't be having the podcast, and I wouldn't do the voiceovers, and wouldn't be, you know, reaching around the world like I was, I am now, if I hadn't gone through that. But it's tough to think that way, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a little part I think in the, on the inside of us that wants to see our enemies suffer. And I, I, some, I mean, I know there's just some very kind people in the world, and you think well, nobody really wants that, but that's. Come on, let's get honest. Sometimes, sometimes when you're really angry with somebody, you want them to feel what you feel. Isn't mm-hmm. that true? He, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You don't ever. You don't ever feel like you want to. Um, I. You know. I think I, you do sometimes. I, maybe tiny bit, very seldom though. But I think part of that's different personalities. Yeah, you have a lot more mercy going on. Maybe different genders too sometimes. Of course, I have known some women that can get very angry and very mean and nasty. But Well, I don't mean every um, single time. I'm just saying that when somebody super, super close to you hurts you, Yeah. it's very difficult. I mean, the first, human nature is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Without God says... Pay them back. Get them yeah. back. You know, if they're going to hurt you, you hurt them. Hurt them before they hurt you. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not that's not how God wants us to live. No. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't feel those things. And it doesn't mean that we're bad when we feel those things. What we do, though, our actions speak louder than what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think you're right. I think the reason that Joseph struggled so much when he realized who they were is he had to come to terms with what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it grieved him. And it was sad. It was very difficult. And I understand that completely. And and I think it's really interesting that uh, the brothers felt so guilty about it later on after their father died that they, mm-hmm. the, the dad never said that. He told you not to hurt us. Well, he was with them. He would have told them, but he, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because Jacob believed Joseph when he said he'd forgiven them. Yeah. The brothers didn't quite believe it because they're the ones who did it. Well, and I think they had guilt playing in there too oh, because sure. they had to have known that what they did to Joseph and what they did to their father was wrong to yes. trick their father into believing that an animal had killed his son. Right. I mean, that is cruel. That's well, mean. and I think I think anybody that is not like a psychopath or not like, you know, a sociopath or something, I think anybody that's not like that, if they mess you over, they're all there and they they have to ignore it otherwise it eats away at them mm-hmm. and so they have to justify it somewhere somehow and a lot of times the reason we don't get resolve in conflict is mm-hmm. because the, that that person doesn't want to admit that they're wrong they don't want to they don't want to come to terms with that because it would mean that they have to 
go through it they'd have to change well and i guess that is one thing a lot of times we give joseph's brothers a bad rap because they were so mean uh-huh. and yet if you look at it in a positive light they did feel bad you know and even before they knew that he was joseph they said they said um in a previous podcast we read the scriptures where they were talking about um, they were going to be paid back for the evil they they had They'd done. done to their brother, and yeah. and that was before they, they knew even that know was who it Joseph. Was. Yeah. And they were saying, "Hey, this is we did evil to our brother, and, this and is now why this, is this is coming back on us." So they, you know, kind of believed in the kind of spiritual spiritual principle of sowing and reaping. If you sow evil, you'll reap evil. If you yeah. sow kindness, you'll reap kindness, and. And they believed in that principle, and they thought, "Hey, we're gonna get, we're gonna get it because of the mean <laughs> things we did." And 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 that is one thing that is just awesome about God. And sometimes it's really hard. I don't understand. To grasp right. yeah. is how how people can be so messed up and so mean and so deceiving and so brutal, and yet God can forgive them. It's amazing. It is amazing that whole concept of mercy. Well, and yeah, and it's I, just what Joseph says to them. He says, "Don't be afraid of me." I mean, he saw they were stressed. They wanted. They said, "We'll give our lives as slaves to you. Don't kill us. Don't harm us." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you?" Yeah. And that, now that's a very interesting statement that he makes. Now th- here's something that I think people should think about. Mm-hmm. Because this is really interesting stuff. He says, am I God that I can punish you? Okay, he could have punished them mm-hmm. if he wanted to because he was second in command. Could have brought all sorts of bad stuff on him. Could have put him in prison. Could have executed them. Could have kicked him out of Egypt. He could have done all sorts of stuff to them. Stuff, yeah. He chose not to. But here's what Joseph understands and what we need to understand. That in the end... People will get their just reward. In other words, it isn't up to Joseph to evaluate the hearts of each one of his brothers. Mm -hmm. Because only God knows who is really repentant, who is really sorry for what they've done, and who is not. And so God is the only one that has the right to punish us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very interesting that Joseph believed in God so much and had so much faith in God that he trusted that God would take care of the people that hurt him, mm-hmm. that they would somehow come around. And that right there, that concept right there is where I think I need, I, I struggle with that sometimes because I don't see it sometimes. I don't see, I see people prospering that hurt us. And mm-hmm. I wonder why, why would you do that? Why would you let somebody that, is crazy, you know, go on doing, hurting people. I don't Mm -hmm. understand. But then I don't know. I'm not God that I should punish them. God is the only one who really can, can get justice out of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me sometimes. That takes great faith. And Joseph had great faith. He did. Um, He trusted God. One thing I, I, I'm wondering though, it, it doesn't really give a lot of detail about whether he ever became buddy buddy with doesn't his sound brothers like it. it doesn't sound like it because they had to go through official channels to talk to him 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, as you read this, it's not like he spent a whole lot of time with them. Would he? Would they have thrown themselves at his feet, begging for mercy, if if they, if they were, were buddies? If they were close buddies, I don't think so. And so that's something that we need to point out mm-hmm. is that there is forgiveness, but sometimes trust is a different thing. That's right. You can forgive and somebody, you but you may not trust someone. Them. But and you may give them up to God. And allow God to deal with them well, like how a, like, he sees uh, yeah. fit. But they might not become close friends again. Right. Like an abusive father or an abusive mother or or an abusive, abusive hu- husband or yeah. wife. Um, you can forgive them for what they've done. Mm-hmm. And not and want, we're supposed to. And not want harm for them. Right. But, but you don't have to put yourself back in those situations. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is really a key again. If you if you re, if you look a little closer, <coughs> excuse me, at Joseph's life, you will see that first he trusted that God would take care of the issues for him, and that he would deal with people that had hurt him, and he also realized that whatever they intended to do harm on him, God turned it around and made it good, and he brought Joseph into a place where he could help people as a result of the bad stuff that had happened to him. And so he basically says, you know, don't be afraid of me. You need to be concerned with God. And I think that's a really, really good way to look at it because what does that do? Doesn't that even feel good talking about it that way? It feels good because it rolls the 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 burden off of our back where we want to get back at somebody. We want to make them pay. You know what? That's not up to us. Revenge yeah. is the Lord's. It's not ours. It's not our business. It's God's business. It is. And you know what? Just like I'm going to stand before God, so is everybody else. And, and think, individually, we don't have somebody standing in our place. And a scripture that a lot of times people quote what we call the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that we don't often quote is right after that, when Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray mm-hmm. using that kind of blueprint, it he says, unless you forgive others the wrong they've done to you, God cannot forgive you. Yeah. And so when you are forgiving people who've done you wrong and you're giving them over to God, you're actually freeing yourself. They still have to get right with God and and do their dealing with God. But your part of dealing with God is forgiving them. Yeah. And we can't have that grace and mercy and forgiveness in our lives unless we've forgiven them. And and like in Joseph's story, it's not always easy. But I don't think God would have asked us to do it unless he knew it was possible for us to do it. Well, yeah, and if you may, you may be listening right now and you realize, man, you've got some people that you really need to forgive. Not easy to do, but don't you want to be free? Don't you want to be free from the the pain and the constant reminders all the time that just plague your head and your heart. You know, like I say, that person, some people have died and gone on and there's nothing you can do now, but there are some people that you're not going to have any resolve with. You're not, it's not going to be okay. Uh, But at the same time, you yourself can be free. You yourself can let go of the stuff Mm -hmm. because God, God says to forgive. Now, one of the ways that I've had people pray before, and I've had to do this too, is I pray and put that person in God's hands, mm-hmm. and I ask I ask God to to take care of them, 
and to do whatever he needs to do to them, but I forgive them. Mm-hmm. And that just clears it up really easy for me. And I that makes it a lot easier. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it, but it's really important that we do that because we're not hurting them by, by being all upset and trying to get revenge. We're hurting ourselves. Hello, am I talking to nobody? Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Catherine needed my attention, but yeah, I totally agree with that. And the the last chapter of Job talks a little bit about forgiveness too, or I I don't. It'd be a good chapter for people to read, but um, I don't know how to describe it perfectly. But God instructs Job to pray for people that had just been a thorn in his side that had just been had a been pain. bad to him yeah and after he prayed with him job found um healing and restoration in his life yeah and i've tried to take that principle and i'm not always perfect about it but um i remember our family doctor, who's a good friend of ours and a really wonderful Christian lady, she told me that people that have hurt you badly, that she's found that it helps to pray that God will bless them. And I kind of looked at her with big eyes at the time because we were going through a, a pretty serious situation. And, um, and she goes, now... Just wait a second. Let me explain. She says, when I pray that God will bless someone, I'm praying that God will put them in a place that they can receive blessing. And they're not going to (coughs) receive, they aren't going to be able to receive blessing if, if they're messing people around. So she's actually, she believes that when she's praying that, that she's praying that circumstances and behaviors and attitudes will, and change. will change so that they can line up with God. You know, you've talked about being, being the um, cup underneath the soda fountain. You can't receive what the soda fountain offers if, if, you're, not in the right if place. you're not in the right place. Yeah. And that's what, it, you know, blessing sounds like a ooey-gooey spiritual weird term. For soda. But, but it's basically... You know, praying that they'll get right with God. They'll they'll repent. They'll stop hurting people. And then they can be in a place to receive that good relationship with God. And that yeah. the then right all the, standing Everything comes into line then if people get right with God. So. so very, very interesting. So I hope that the story of Joseph has has touched your heart the same way it has ours. It's a wonderful story to revisit. I, I think it's good to read it every year because yeah. it, there are always different things that can clog up the pipes yeah. and stop your life from flowing the way it should. And uh, our lives can be really messed up and clogged up if we don't forgive others. And I know it's a good reminder for me to just continue on and go forward because it's not. I can't live in the hurts of the past. I've got to live for today and for the future because there are so many things that need to be done and so many people that need to hear about God's love and how he cares about them. And there, I mean, there's tons of things. People need to, to see a real God that loves and cares about them. And they're not going to see it if we're not out there being who we are. Yes. So Good stuff. that's my theory. Yeah. So perhaps we could 
say a prayer for every single person that may be struggling with forgiveness right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been maybe you've been hurt, maybe you've got some issues inside of you that you want revenge. I know I have before. Uh, maybe maybe you're just struggling, you're just depressed and it's just like, "Oh my gosh, I don't think everything is anything's ever going to be all right after all the stuff that's happened to me." Those kind of things. Let's pray for those folks right now. Okay. Father, we lift up every person listening to this podcast. You know, Lord, exactly where our heart is. You know if we've been hurt. You know how badly we've been hurt and who we've been hurt by. And God, right now, we are asking that you would help us to make a conscious decision to forgive those people. It's not easy. You know exactly what we're going through. You know what we feel like. But we're asking for help now that we just would be able to just put them in your hands. We trust that you can take care of them. We don't have to have revenge. We just know that you will take care of whatever needs to be done. And we just, we let, we release it now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, now I'm just, I'm going to pray for folks that, that God just fill them up with his love and his, his compassion. And, you know, sometimes when you forgive people, there's a big hole in your heart because it's like you carried it around, you've carried them around for so long. And then all of a sudden you have this burden that's lifted off of you and it's just important to to walk in freedom now not not go back there well and also another thing is you can forgive someone and still and still have some healing from the hurt that still needs to be done and can take time Mm -hmm. to totally heal especially if it's been a deep wound Mm -hmm. you know if it's a little scratch that can heal quickly but if it's a deep deep wound Sometimes that takes a while to heal. And so why don't we pray for for that? Sure, go ahead. Okay, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and that you want to heal each and every person listening to this podcast. God, sometimes there's just such deep injury that takes a while. But I pray, Lord, that you will go to the very core of each and every sorrow and and just dig out all the the pain and and all the hurt and I just pray that your holy spirit will just be like an ointment and come in and seal up all of that pain and deal with it and and help us to move forward in total wholeness and health. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, kind of heavy stuff but in a good way yeah well you know it's life and and life is not always roses there's some thorns in there yeah (laughs) and you have to deal with them you have to pull the thorns and put on some ointment and bandages and and go on and it sometimes takes a while so we dealt with a few thorns today but but don't forget to smell the roses too there's some good stuff in there too yeah i want to uh, play a song that my friend jen sent me um, one day when I was kind of going through some rough stuff, I got this email and it was a, a gift certificate to iTunes for a song. And this is the song she sent me. And I think it's appropriate for today's episode. I think you will really enjoy it. So take a listen to this and we'll be back at the end.
able to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at His right hand stands one who is my Savior. I take Him at His word and. Christ died to save me, this I read And in my heart I find a need Of Him to be my Savior That He would leave His place on high And come for sinful
that a great song? Thank you so much, Jen, for sending that to me on a day that I really needed it. Oh my gosh, it was so, so good. And that is a, a song by Aaron, how do you say his last name? Aaron Schust? How do you say, how do you say his last name? Well, anyway, you can find, I'll put a, 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 what do you call it, a link. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I'll put a link in my show notes and you can go buy the song for yourself. How's that sound? Ooh, that's just the ticket. So, hey, thanks for joining us for Taking With You. We will be back next week. And, I mean, hey, if I can get an interview with uh, Wayne. Wayne, if you're listening, want to be on the cast? If not, we'll have something really fun for you. Trust me, it'll be great. So thanks again for listening to Taking With You. If you feel like you want to help out with the podcast, we would greatly appreciate anything you can send our way. Uh, boy, when I don't have work, it's not very fun. We have to still pay the bills. So, uh, you know. If you feel like it, send some our way. All you have to do is go to our website, takingwithyou.com, click on the PayPal button. Uh, if you just want to send it through PayPal and you don't want to click on any buttons, you just send it to rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's our PayPal address, rick at takehimwithyou.com. We would love to hear from you. Please write to us. You All the information is on takingwithyou.com. You can get a hold of us, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Take him with you is Moyer Multimedia LLC LLC production. Thank you. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Listen to us on the Stitcher Radio Network. also very bold yes and um not afraid to back down i mean she stands up to tarkin right on the bridge of his ship yep she does and says something to the extent of um the more you tighten your grip the more systems will slip through your fingers he's like towering over vader and tarkin both and she's i think that was a nice choice too not only is carrie fisher very smart Uh and um articulate but she's small so it's a yes. nice contrast to see this small woman be so independent and fierce, you know, yeah. standing up against something that's so much bigger than her. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours. The Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views? The latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life as it has been is over. Oh my. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views via Podbean or iTunes. Check it out.